This is the Dothan Area Business Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Rojas. In this episode, you're going to listen to a conversation I had with Jason and Amy Sharp, owners and operators of Pinch a Penny Pools in Dothan. They share why and how they got started, some adversity they faced, and how they overcame those obstacles, some best practices on managing employees, running a business, and serving the community. And here's the kicker. They started their business just weeks before COVID-19 lockdowns happened. So let's get started. And Sharps with Pinch Penny, they have such a unique story. Um, it's an amazing story, actually, because it isn't an impulsive decision to go out and just buy a business. A lot of people who want to start a business or go into business for themselves, a lot of the time they're just doing it all on their own. They're not really thinking about the possibility of buying an existing business, letting alone an existing business that is a franchise. And so um, you guys have a very unique story, and I would love to explore those options as far as, you know, what the financing looked like, what the decision-making process was like. Where were you guys at um, before you really started um, considering all of the options of owning a business and what made you guys buy Pinch a Penny? Um, but a really cool factor of your story is you guys took over the business like four weeks before COVID happened and everything just maybe, shut down and maybe that long. Yes. Right. Maybe shorter. So yes. I, I think personally, if you're going to start a business, why not just choose to do it before a pandemic? Right. <laughs> so I have Jason Sharp here. I have his beautiful wife, Amy Sharp, who me and my family love dearly. And guys, let's get into it. So, you know, like I said, Jason, Amy, you guys were in a place where you wanted to get into business. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I didn't know that I wanted to be in business for myself. Um, I had done real estate out of college, and that's kind of business for yourself. But you're with a company. Um, my dad was the broker, so I kind of had that safety net. Um, but that's all I ever wanted to do. Um, you know, I had a degree in finance um, from Auburn University of Montgomery, and but wasn't going to do anything finance. Um, it was just to give me a well-rounded view, foundation of the financial world outside of being a student. A and, baseball player. And a baseball player. I was, <laughs> I was trying to major in baseball, but it didn't work out. So I had to fall back on something to get that piece of paper. And so I went into real estate. Um, and did that for 11 years, 10 or 11 years up until the economy just tanked and I, the economy tanked in 08, I hung on for four more years and it was a roller coaster to say the least. Um, we paid over many bills. Yeah. A lot of times you lay your bills on the table and there's not enough money in your account to cover those bills. And so a lot of prayer, uh, a lot of supernatural paying of bills, um, but we got it done, and then we learned a lot. But when it got to the point where I was having to work nonstop and still not making ends meet, really, I got to thinking, um, could I do something else? Which scared us. Um, well, we we heard a sermon, and the sermon was, if if every day you're not going to work and it's not creating joy, then it's time to leave. Yeah, if what you do does not bring you joy, then you need to check yourself. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't hear anything else from that sermon other than that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, whoa, could I do something else? So 
I told Amy, I think she immediately started crying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we kind of got to the to the point, okay, we'll, we'll do something else. So we, we prayed, and two weeks later, um, Flowers Hospital called and says, um, hey, we're thinking about creating a position here at Flowers Hospital. We don't have this position. Never had one. You're in the community. I was building an office for them. My, right. my real estate company was building an office for them, satellite clinic. So I knew them. I was meeting with them every day, you know, on plans and, and, and whatnot. And so they said, hey, you're in the community a lot. You've been in Dothan. If you see somebody, you know, um, send them to us. I said, well, what are you offering? Kind of what are you, what are you wanting to do? They're wanting a, a physician recruiter, somebody to bring physicians to Dothan. Um, and they told me kind of what they were paying. And I said, well, you're, you're not going to get who you want. Um, this needs to be a position that um, somebody that knows Dothan, that is connected, that can show these doctors around. Um, doctors are very unique individuals, and, and they know what they want, and they know what they want, um, how they want to practice, and they have, a, they have a certain idea or a certain job they're looking for, and it has to be presented well. And so I said, you, you need to set your sights higher on who you're looking for. Um, eight weeks later, I had backed myself into a job, and I knew nothing about healthcare. Didn't want to know anything. My wife is healthcare, and um, at least you have that to fall back. Well, it's 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 funny because I would come home and and after hearing the lingo, I would come home and I would regurgitate to her, and she said, "No, you don't have that right. You're not saying it right." Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so I was I started as 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 a physician recruiter, recruiting physicians, and I enjoyed it. I you know I knew Dothan like the back of my hand, and so it, that part was easy, and I, I didn't mind dealing with doctors, um, and it was just natural. It just worked. Um, six years later, I was the director of recruitment. I was the medical staff coordinator for Flowers Hospital, amongst other things, and was doing a lot in healthcare, which never would have dreamed of. Now, the downside, I had to wear a, a tie every day to work, and so that was took me about a year to get to get over that. But I bet you love that during the summer. Let me tell you. Um, but there were days when I didn't see the light of day. I'm in the hospital all day long, and it got busy. Um. It was, and I'll, I'll make it short, but um, it dominated life. It affected relationships at home with wife and kids. Um, it was having a very adverse effect on me personally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one day I said, this is not bringing joy. This is not bringing life. And I need to leave. And then like that. So I went and told my boss, the CEO, who was a friend, mm -hmm. said, I'm done. I, I'm I don't need to waste any more time. And he could tell. He could see it on my face. He said, okay. Didn't ask any questions. Said, whatever you want to do. Did you um, have anything lined up before you quit? I had nothing lined up. So. Um, Old move, Cotton. Let's see how. how that's that that's right. Fortunately, uh, the hospital uh, paid well. So we had some savings. So um, for about six months, I was a professional little league coach. That, that does not pay well, but I loved every minute of it because all, right. all I could do, I could, I could just coach my boys, mm -hmm. and it was fun. Um, the money was starting to run out, so, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, prayed hard. We, we don't recommend that for everyone. Yeah, that's, that's, that that's not a – I am not advocating that route this for anyone. This is a more unique experience this than what is, I anticipated. Yes. yes. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't sure what all you were getting into but with this one. But it also shows the importance of building up your savings. Yes. Right? Yes. 100%. From a business standpoint, it is – because you never know what's going to happen. I, I quit on my own choosing. 
if you're in corporate America, you never know mm-hmm. when you're going to be asked to do something else or asked to leave or right. the company's going to get bought. So, yes, you have to save. You have to not spend what you want to spend and save. Mm-hmm. Um, take it from us. We know. We've been there. Give, save, live. Right. That's what we live by um, in that order. And so, um, you know, I started looking for work, and I knew that um, I probably didn't need to work for anybody. Um, in the course of my six years at, at the hospital, I realized I don't make a very good employee. Um, and so um, I had to find something. So, so what, what to find? So in the meantime, my buddy was a uh, financial advisor. Come, come work with us. You know, bring all your doctor contacts. You know, we'd love to have uh, pick up some of those clients. And absolutely. So I did that. Um, got my Series 7 um, after the second try. And... <laughs> Uh, a lot of studying. A lot of studying. And um, and so I did that for a year. And then, again, had enough of that and said, no, I'm done. Well, his um, best friend, again, it was a challenging lunch. And his best friend was like, are you experiencing joy? And it was like, no. And so he turned in his notice again and was just still after what was going to make him thrive. So, so many people, I think, they have work. And they have their hobbies and their joy and their life. It's fun, but they've got to work because they go to work. I don't believe that. I think you can find joy in everything you do, including work. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage people, don't settle because it's a job. Find something that you love. And then and then figure out how to make money. Right. Um, don't go after money and figure out how to be how to find joy. It doesn't work that way um, in, my, in my experience. So um, I started looking for businesses. While I was working, um, looking for businesses. Um, and mind you, he, he's always been in real estate, so he's always seen businesses yeah. for sale. Yeah, and I did real estate throughout this whole time. I always, you know, I, I sold stuff, I bought stuff, um, rented stuff. So always always did real estate. You can, and, and it didn't pay the bills, but it kept me active. It kept me um, in the community. It kept me in, in front of people. So anyway... Um, Terrible time, terrible season of life to be going into business for yourself with three, four kids and three of them in high school and middle school. And so I looked at businesses. I looked at startup businesses. Um, well, let's not forget. So he quits that job, and I go back to work full okay. time. Oh yeah, this is a good story. So yeah. I'm, 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 you know, so I, well, we homeschool our children. So it's right. like, oh, okay. Well, we need to pay the bills. Well, I go back and work full time. So guess who's the homeschool teacher? That's awesome, Dad. <laughs> Dad becomes the professional a little league coach, becomes the teacher, and um, yeah, and he probably set my quit. kids probably set my kids back a little bit. <laughs> um, not really, they absolutely loved it. In addition to me going back, and then him, I got extremely bored. He did, and he was still trying to make money. So he, um, his little girl would tell everybody. Um, our youngest, Lucy, would tell everybody that my dad's a taxi driver. So he, <laughs> I was, he u- Ubered. I Ubered. You Ubered. He okay. Ubered. So much so, fun. So you're working, you're homeschooling the kids. And, and he Uber would Uber at nighttime. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. Um, for two weeks. For two weeks. You know, especially when you, you know, you, you park down there at Cowboys and, and you pick up that crowd. And, yeah. and, you know, sometimes you pick up people you know and those interesting conversations. But I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um but yeah, two weeks, and then I was done after that. The the, the fun the fun didn't last that long. Um, so back to the um, 
the job hunt. So I'm looking at startups, not a, not a good idea. So I start looking at existing businesses, and I looked at hundreds. And what I had to find, every business is going to take a percentage, franchise fee, right. if, it, if it's a franchise. Uh-huh. And I wanted to, a franchise because I, I needed that support. Okay. Um, didn't think I was smart enough to start up by myself. So I needed, I needed somebody else's brains. And so out of, well, before I get to that, yes. So the, 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 the developer that owns the center that I'm in now, the building is a doctor and we've known each other. And he said, Hey, I know where you're at. Um, I've got a tenant who wants to sell. And I said, okay, who is it? He said, pinch ping. I said, no, thank you. (laughs) I said, I've, I've, Pinch Penny's been in Dothan since, I think, 83, 1983. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've been in Dothan since 1977. I've never stepped foot in Pinch Penny. Right. Never had a pool. Don't want a pool. Yeah. And so said, thanks, but no thanks. I'll keep looking. Yeah. And, you know, six months later, I'm in negotiations to buy Pinch Penny. Wow. Um, with not enough money to buy Pinch Penny. Okay. Um, I, I go to the bank, and they say, that's a great idea. Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, because Pinch Penny, and this, a lot of franchises are like this. French, the franchise, franchisor, p- being Pinch Penny, is going to take first position on any mortgage you get, any loan you get. Mm-hmm. Meaning they're not giving you any money, but right. if you default, they get paid first. Yeah. Which means no bank is going to offer you money. Okay. They're not going to offer you money um, because they got to make sure they get paid. So I'm like, well, it died. I got to find something else. So. We were very disappointed. Very discouraged because I had gotten to the point where I could be a pool guy. Yeah. You know, I'd been in the store. I'd met the staff. Right. Um, I could see immediately a lot of things we could do to increase sales, to right. make it better. Um, plus, we're hometown people. Yeah. Buying a hometown business kind of deal. Right. So, um, a lot of positives. And so, very dejected. Very just discouraged. You know, God, what are you doing here? Um, so, we, it died and then resurrected quickly. Um a couple times and it died again just okay. because I, I I could not find financing um then out of the blue um some businessman in Dothan that I've known for a long time that um we're friends we've done things together out of the blue called and said hey um I hear what you're trying to do um he didn't hear it from us I hear, okay. yeah, somebody told him, and wow. I had not been telling anybody. And he says, I, I hear what you're trying to do. Um, I believe in you. I want to help. Tell me what you need. Wow. So yes, Lucy talked to the right people then. Huh? She <laughs> does. She did. She did. So um, he made it happen um, in, in ways that, you know, well-to-do investors can, can do. And so um, – he connected the the gap, bridged the gap, mm-hmm. and um, to make the bank feel good, to make Pinch a Penny feel good, um, they we they ran us through the ringer. I mean, they they vetted us right. as much as the FBI will vet somebody. Right. Um, and so, but we were going, we were committed, we were doing it. And there were times along the way we're like, this is just too much. Maybe this right. is not going to happen. But we got to the point where we're doing it. And so February twelfth of twenty twenty, we closed on the business. Um, in the middle of dead winter, yeah. don't buy a pool business in the, in the dead of winter. Um, but if you do and you can make it work in the winter, then you can make it work. And yeah. so, um, fast forward about three weeks, four weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. March 12th March 12th. or March 15th, March yeah. 15th. 
um, COVID had hit, school shut down, and there was a line of mamas out the door when we got here saying, my kids are home from school. I need them outside. I need my pool ready. Yeah. I don't care if it's too cold. They need something to do. Yeah. So we went, um, we started serving customers, and it was like crazy. I had no time to learn the business. It was just serve customers. Uh, the government deemed us a, an essential business, mm-hmm. meaning um, businesses that needed to stay open. And so right. since we managed um, water mm-hmm. and um, kept water balanced, kept it from getting bacteria and, and whatnot, um, they deemed us an essential. So they allowed us to stay open. Um, and um, we were able to, to tap into some of the PPP money that the government was giving um, giving us to help. And... So we we had one of the better years that Pinchapenny has ha- ever had here. Um, and we even went curbside only for a while wow. just to make sure that we could in case we were forced to. Yeah, yeah we actually um, we took our water test and took it outside. Well, we, they, would, they would pull up. We would go to the curb. We'd get the water, come in and test it, take gotcha. it back out there, take a, get a list of what they needed, yeah. get it, take it back. Uh, the employees were not happy about that uh, process, but we made it work. And we did that for a while, for a little while, not long. And then we just came in, did masks, did six feet apart, um, you know, for a while and made it work. And it did not slow business. It, it was, now there was a lot of business we could capture. Um, the, you know, from, you know, just new owners from here, people know us, the business was picking up anyway. Right. And then we just came and breathed the life. The business was, had kind of gone downhill a little bit. And so we just breathed life, in, life into it, gave our employees, do what you want to do. Do what you do best. All my employees knew better, know better than, know more than we do. Right. And I tell anybody that's starting a business, hire people that are smarter than you. Yeah. Hire people that know more than you. Wow. You, you manage and let them do what they do if you hire the, the right employees. And so we turned them loose. Um, we haven't lost any employees other than, you know, a few that we've, you know, had asked to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but the employees don't leave. We, we're open seven days a week. Sometimes we work. We work them hard, mm-hmm. um, but they know that fall and winter's coming, so they get to kind of coast a little bit and take a deep breath. Right. But um, so that's how we got into this, um, you know. And it's it. We're still learning. We're still growing. We haven't stopped growing. Uh, we've grown too fast at times, um, but I don't. I don't want to shy away from growth. I don't want to say no to growth. Um, a lot of our growth has been um, cleaning pools. Mm-hmm. That's been our low hanging fruit. Right. Um, everybody wants a pool. Nobody wants to clean it. Nobody wants to take care of it. Um, some people can have you attest to that. I'm uh, glad that you're saying that. Because <laughs> we have a pool. Yes. And it had a leak um, in one of the fixtures. And so, you know, it was just a, um, it was a thorn in the side because I'm spending all this money on refilling the pool. Mm-hmm. I'm spending all, like the water bill is up. Mm-hmm the um bill to it won't stay balanced yeah yeah um the bill for chemicals yep. and me doing chemistry experiments in the backyard yeah, that's right was, you know a lot of trial and error i ended mm-hmm. up wearing down the liner so we had to replace the liner um and so then we had to replace the liner a lot sooner than what we right. had anticipated and then you know eventually it was just like i took a look at the finances and i was like sweetheart i, I go to my wife and i'm like I'm, I'm just going to 
I don't even think I told her. I think I just told her after I did it. I said, ah, yeah, talk to Jason. He's uh, going to start cleaning our pool now. And, you know, explain the scenario. I was like, we're actually saving money by doing this. Yes. And so, um, you know, we really appreciated that service. Yeah. Most it made life a whole lot easier. No doubt. Most people will find that when they hire us, even though it's whatever it is a month, mm-hmm. um, they will spend less than doing it themselves. Well, I think for me, it was, you know, not only just saving money because we we're spending a lot of money, but it was removing something else off of my plate. 100%. It was something else that my wife didn't have to remind me to do. I mean, just ask me once yeah. and just wait the six months. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'll get it done eventually. Yeah. But, um, you know, just the eyesore, the frustration of not being able to figure it out. And it's not like... I'm not working or raising kids, you know, it's just that convenience factor yeah. as well. So yeah. yes, I will gladly pay yeah. what I pay in order to make sure that my sure. pool is balanced and right. looking beautiful. Um, because it also does preserve the, the life expectancy of the liner. Yeah. And keeps, so. and keeps you out of the doghouse. Yes. <laughs> right. Which is more important. Well, yes, yes. Yes. Well, I usually find ways we're, to stay in trouble. We're, so. we're in the business of making husbands look good. <laughs> and that's what we do. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's not as expensive as a lot of people think. Right. Um, you know, we've had to increase our prices a little bit over the last few years just because of chemical costs and everything else that costs so much. Right. But um, so we had, when I bought the store, we had 36 pools that we cleaned. Okay. Uh, and one pool cleaner. Uh, the previous owner just didn't want wow. that exposure, didn't want to have people out there that he couldn't see and put his hands on. Right. Um, we took a different approach and just, I told the employee, we don't, we didn't advertise because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I said, when the customers call, just say yes. We'll figure it out. Gotcha. Um, so I got, I, I jumped in a truck. I cleaned pools. Um, I took a guy who was in the store. I said, hey, you want to clean pools? Sure. So we trained, trained him to clean pools. Um, and so now, three years later, we have 363 pools. Holy cow. And 36 to 363 pools mm-hmm. in three years. 366 as of today, okay. actually. I had a three, three this wow. morning. Um, we love it. Um, you know, we grow as fast as I can hire and train good employees. Mm-hmm. And so we find guys, you know, we've had two that have any, any pool experience. The rest of them have zero. And we train them. I would rather hire somebody that doesn't have pool experience. Right. So I don't have to break any bad habits. Yeah. But um, we've, we train them and turn them loose, and they love it. They get in a truck um, Monday through Friday, and they get to clean pools, They get to, and, and they enjoy it for the most part. Uh, you know, this is, this is really impressive because when I, when we originally talked about this idea of having you guys on the podcast at that home, you know, it was that day at homeschool where I think, you know, you, me and Stephanie were just having lunch at the table and, and, um, you were telling us, Amy, about what it is that you guys went through in order to get here. I thought, man, this is an amazing story. This is something that we really should tell other people because it's inspirational. But also you guys have a, a lot of wisdom, although you may not think you do, but you have wisdom because of the experiences that you went through, right? Like you had a good practice of saving money. That was super important. Didn't really, may not have made sense at the time, sure. but you know, when it came down to it, you guys had enough money in the savings account mm-hmm. for you to be able to quit your job with nothing else lined up. Right. And, um, and then be able to have that convenience, that luxury of figuring it out. 
then you went ahead and quit again with nothing else lined up. I assume it's because you guys continued to save. And, um, you know, that's that's amazing. Um, You know, you guys are used to failure, especially with your experience in baseball, because that's a that's a sport of failure. hundred percent. You know, if you're batting four hundred. Man, you're a rock star. Yeah, you're Hall of Fame. But in reality, yeah. that just means you got four hits out of 100 plate appearances, yeah. which is abysmal yeah. of a success rate yeah. um, you know, across many other platforms. And so that tenacity um, is, I think, something that you guys have really been able to bring over to the business world and great management principles of being able to have humility and that understanding, which kind of translates to wisdom in that... I'm going to hire people who are better than me at doing what it is that I own. Yeah. They're not necessarily going to be better owners, but they're going to be better boots on the ground yeah. to get the job done. Yeah. And, and we, I'm and just we, going to stay yeah. out of their way. And we were very fortunate. The my, the manager here, Chris Cook, has at this point 17 or 18 years of pool experience. Um, we have other pool companies call him. Wow. Um, I mean, he, he, he is – and he runs the show, and he – he has the respect of all the employees, mm-hmm. and um, and so we couldn't have done it without him. And so when we bought it, it was it, that was part of the deal. He had to come with the store, um, and he has, and he has just blessed us and and gone over and beyond and made my life easier. And mm-hmm. um, of course, there's nothing he doesn't know about a pool. Um, and so we've got good employees. And so so, so Amy, let me ask you this: from your perspective, while you guys are going through all of this. You know, what was going through your mind? What what was it that you felt like you needed to do in order to best support, you know, Jason and your family while you guys are going through this whole process of buying the buying Pinch of Penny and running Pinch of Penny? Well, I think, you know, I don't want to paint the picture too rosy or too pretty right. because I mean there were some really tough times. Um we had to work on relationships when we were, mm-hmm. you know, when he quit the hospital, we had to um, nurture our marriage. There were things that, you know, that we really had to do um, while we're waiting for the Lord to show us what was next. So it wasn't always, you know, just this really, it's beautiful now. It's a beautiful story. And the Lord's used every line in our story up until now. And that's super cool. But, um, yeah, I think the biggest support we've always believed as a married couple is that um, live on one income. Mm-hmm. And so when we first got out, he wasn't making anything with the real estate. And I was making money on OT. And then we decided to stay at home with children. And so we've always had the mindset, just live on one income, live on one income. So, I mean, we could be doing really well if we were living on two incomes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just never got into the practice. No, we just realized through you know our parents and parents' friends just – Filling us full of wisdom that money is great, uh, which you hear that all the time. It's not everything. You hear that all the time, too. But when you can practice it and live it and know that when I get home, my wife is home. Um, we're not both getting home. She's there with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just made. And, I, and I, it's not for everybody. I'm not putting this on everybody. But it's just worked for us. Right. That yeah, it's I, created more margin in our life, uh, more peace, and money is good we've realized that we can live on nothing um literally 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 on nothing so anything above that's gravy um but what's more important to us is us talking and communicating and seeing seeing each other during the day i get home and she's just not 
she hasn't done a, a 10 hour day or an eight hour day right. as well. Well, and well so, let's not forget there's four kids at home. <laughs> there's, there's three. We've, we've gotten rid of one. We've got, well, no, 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 no. Not during this. We not had during this. We had, we had all four. Home, and yeah. so a lot of, you know, I would have to learn, okay, how to keep the peace in the house, you know, keep us fed, keep dinner things as he is, you know, mentally working towards buying a business what does that look like and then when we bought the business it's like i wanted it to be family friendly from the very beginning i came in with design ideas in the store i want i want kids in here i want them throwing balls around Mm -hmm. um and so and we want our kids up here so one of our most fun days just not too long ago we did a grill out just for our customers and say thank you Mm -hmm. and all of us were up here. All six of us were up here. And it was so fun because it's just, it's just family-oriented. That's what we want. And to show our kids, one, work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are seasons for rest. Yeah, anybody that is. For us, and I think for anybody that, that wants to own a business, um, that wants to go into business for themselves, include your family. Um, let them see what you do. Um, they don't have to help. They don't have to do as much as she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but let them be a part. Um I, I could not do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, having her support um, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually has allowed me to do it and to and to thrive. And it's made me enjoy. I still tell folks. I mean, some days are hard. Winter time, January and February is is a tough time to be in a pool on a pool store. Right. But I still can say this honestly that I don't feel like I go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I go play. Well, if you guys have the right principles in place, right, where you're saving your money, like you guys are doing personally as well, you know what your expenses are for January and February. And so now you have that wisdom and foresight to make sure you have enough in the bank to cover those expenses because there is going to be a dip in business. Right? It is. And we're, and we're still learning. I mean, because we've, we've had so much growth that, you know, some, some days it's like we got way more expenses than we got income. Um, so we're still learning. I mean, three years is not long enough for me to learn. And there's people that are way smarter than I can figure this out in a year. Um, but Pinch Penny Corporate, I mean, Pinch Penny has been around for almost 40 years. And they said the first three years is just going to be you're just holding on for dear life. After year three, you're going to have a clue about what's going on. And we're seeing that. Um, we've experienced more growth than a lot of Pinch Pennies in the franchise. There's mm-hmm. 280, 300. Um, and... We've experienced a lot of growth, a lot, um, and so our our gross sales has has increased. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a lot. Right. Um, I mean, you you let everybody know, right? You went from thirty six pools on day one mm-hmm. up to three hundred and sixty six mm-hmm. now, and so that's huge growth. It's I mean, growth. We've we've uh, we started when I bought the business. Our our growth. We were we were doing one point eight in sales. Nice. Yeah, we're at almost four now. Wow. Um, and it's been the community. It's been people coming back to Pinch Penny, mm-hmm. um, trusting us again to take care of their pool stuff, having the right employees, um, having the right environment when they walk in the store, mm-hmm. teaching employees to smile, to how can we help. Um, don't let them get halfway across the store before somebody they run to an employee. Right. Um, well, we really, we really do have the best employees. I mean, they'll meet them in the parking lot, get their jugs out of their car, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, a lot of that. Again, we not only had Chris, we had 
um, full-time employees that had been here for years and they were I mean just amazing yeah right. and still I mean it's like family to us yeah. right. and we got Tom who's 70 something years old I mean, he's amazing he, he does yeah. and he doesn't he doesn't want to do it. he loves I mean he does more water tests than anybody in the store yep. um, and he loves it he, yeah. the customers you'll have guys coming in there and they that's all they want to talk to is Tom yeah um, and he's from Chicago so he's not he doesn't have the southern hospitality right. that that we have. Yeah, he's not going, uh, <laughs> honey and sugar or nothing like that. Yeah. He's very uh, Taylor I've will. I've, I've talked to Tom yes. a couple times. Yes, so just... he's an acquired taste, yeah. but um, he'll rub people the wrong way. But once they realize that he has their best interest at heart and right. he wants their pool to be clear and blue and swimming, yeah. um, they keep coming back right. and asking for him. And so all of our employees are that way. Yeah. And uh, the challenge for us is reminding them. We have to keep that mentality even in July when there's 100 people in the store and everybody, there's the lines out the door and you're just wanting to just conveyor belt. Just get them, right. get them, get them taken care of and gone. Right. Still maintaining that mentality. And that's, what, that's one thing she brings because when she's in the store floating around, um, her personality just exudes everybody. Yeah. Everybody kind of takes on, um, you know, the cheerfulness and the encouragement and the positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's been a major, major major change for the store, for sure, um, because the store wasn't pitch penny wasn't always like that, right. and so it was just a full store. Now now we try to make it more of an experience. Um, so, you know, I had the pleasure of being in the pool or being in the pool, being in pitch penny before the sharps. Um, you know, done some business, tried to do some business with Pinch Penny, and it was very as a matter of fact. It was, you're, you're in here, you're in a pool store. After the Sharps, especially, you know, when I really got to know you guys, I could see Amy's touch throughout the store, and yeah. it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just, okay, this place is warm, this place is inviting. Yeah. You know, we're, you guys are selling things not just for the pool, but essentially for the whole backyard and to make it warm and inviting. Mm-hmm. We really saw the kids' toys come to life and come out um, after you guys took over. And I think that that's something that has just been great yeah. to have, like what you said, Jason, have your family be a part of it. Because at the end of the day, especially for your line of work, you're dealing with a pool that is essentially the nucleus of the family between the months of you know mid-april to late september Mm -hmm. um and that is something that you know you guys are really contributing in a positive manner to the community because i know for us we love the pool Mm -hmm. um we don't go to the beach very much because we got a pool in the backyard and Mm -hmm. we can just jump on in we're all together we're all having a good time And um, that's something that you guys really do contribute to is great family member memories for us and other people in our yeah. community. Yeah, one thing I hate is when customers come in and I'm tired of this pool. You know, we need to fill it in. Um, it breaks my heart now Yeah. because I'm like, you, you've either spent thousands of dollars to put this pool in or you paid more for a house because it has a pool. That's not fair. I want you to enjoy this pool. Right. And so they'll come in and get their water test, and it needs everything. Yeah. Like, I was just here last month, and it needed everything. And so we, I understand the frustration. And so that drives me because I want you to enjoy your pool. Whether you tell Pinch Penny did it or not, that'll take care of itself. But I want people to enjoy their pool. I want them to come in happy. I want them. I love it. Love and hate. 
but I love when they come in with their water and they get it tested and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. They need nothing. Yeah. Um, cause they smile and they're like, yes, I'm finally get, getting it. I got it, you know, and it's because of my, the employees, I mean, they've told them and they followed the directions and we try to make it easy, but it's still, it's chemistry. Yeah. I mean, unless you do it all the time, it's not, it's like Greek. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're having to think back to your high school chemistry days and nobody paid attention then. So, yeah. um, it, 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 it makes me happy yeah. to, to take pool. We've, we've gotten into green pool cleanups a lot which my employees, my pool guys don't really like. I love them mm-hmm. because when you walk in somebody's backyard and there's a swamp and there's bugs and you can smell the pool before you even see it. So it seems to me like you really do like providing the solution to the community that no one else wants to touch. Like no one wants to touch this problem of a really green pool. Yeah. You know, well, you, they want like to really thrive on that. They don't that, know how. And it seems like this is something that yeah. like that solution is, is very beneficial for the customer, the community, and also your business. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, when anybody is thinking about starting a business, it's like, well, what do you do? Right. It's yeah. kind of that sales mentality of, well, I need to bring a solution to something. Yeah. Whether to an industry, the community, the type of person, whatever the case is. Right. Like yeah. you can open up a restaurant. Everybody's going to be hungry. Everybody's going to have yeah. to buy food at one yeah. point or another. Um, you know, going back to your pool business, it's like, well unbeknownst to you you didn't know the solution that you're going to be bringing to the community and what type of impact you're going to have to the family until you got into it right and now that you know it Mm -hmm. it seems like okay i know my niche i know my lane this is something that i absolutely Mm -hmm. love doing and you do see the profitability from it you do see the increase on business and your business is is thriving i mean you guys are doing great um especially considering from what you first started and um, going through COVID. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. And this is a question that I'm going to ask everybody. If you had to do one thing over again, if you could change one thing, what would it be? And I really want to hear the answer from, from both of you guys. That's a great question. Um, Probably. I can go before the, the, you, uh, you can go because I, I don't, the, I, you know, I have to pinch myself all the time and, and realize that this, everything has just happened um, when it needs to happen. Right. Um, you know, um, some, some of the employees that have left hurts me because I didn't do enough relationally is, is the way I see it. Kind of going um, back to that principle of they leave the manager rather than leaving the. Well, they, 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 you know, some of them were here. Some of them had been here for a long time. They were here before I got here. And did I do enough to keep them? Um, I mean, essentially, they leave because it's ultimately their choice to leave, mm-hmm. whether, whether they volunteer or they're asked to leave. But did I do enough for them gotcha. to, even if they didn't stay, right? Did I do enough? Did I have enough impact on them to, um, in a positive way and so that i always have that question and so i always want to call them up and say hey let's try this again gotcha um okay so that that's probably the biggest thing that i think about that if you can call it a regret but something that i'm learning still as i as we hire new employees to really engage with them i don't think it's a regret i think it's more of just what could i have done better well I'm, i'm looking at it that way so when i get new guys and girls um you know 
connect with them. Right. Connect with them. Um, I'm still their boss, but I still care about you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to get on you sometimes. I'm going right. to I'm going to call you to the mat. I'm going to we'll have tough conversations, but at the same times I love you. Um, I want you. I tell everybody I want you to stay forever. If you leave, it better be for something better. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to make it real hard for you to leave. Gotcha. Um, so, but I want I want it to be for something better. Um, so, so, Amy, what would you say? I think if I if I remember the question, the question was, what would I do different? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was such a big faith movement for us. I mean, it was just this giant get out of the boat kind of thing. Um, if I could go back and do it without fear, I think okay. that's what I would do. Um, I think there were so many days it was just so scary. Um, but I mean, I think you can do scary things without just fear rocking your world. Right. Um, and really trusting him. I mean, he's done he's got the vision behind the business. He's Mm -hmm. done an incredible job of growing the business. Um, And I think sometimes my fear would get in the way of that. And so really probably that I could just do it with, okay, this is the next step. This is where God has us. I'm going to go for it, go all Mm -hmm. in. Um, Yeah, I probably would do that. Just do it with, um, I don't know, more peace, faith, whatever it looks like. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, you know, piggybacking on that and for anybody that's considering a new business or buying a business or just changing um, jobs period yeah it doesn't have to be freak out yeah you know we hit freak outs a lot throughout that time like what are we doing you know we're gonna be homeless i mean it it all it goes (laughs) it goes through your mind right yeah when you know i can go get a job at Publix, you know Mm -hmm. if i wanted to but you don't think that Mm -hmm. you don't think that way you're like i'm gonna be an employee this is um, we have no money and so don't go there first. Right. You know, what I did and what helped me is surrounded myself with people that that love me, mm-hmm. that know me, that have no interest to gain from anything that I do. They're just my friends. Yeah. That have businesses. And for, you know, for me, my three best friends in the whole wide world own their own business. Right. So... They'd Jason, be- I don't own a business, man. What they, are you they, about? They, <laughs> they'd been through that. Uh-huh. And so... Um, they were for me and they, they said, you can do this, yeah. you know, yes, it's scary, but you can do this. Right. Um, they would have, they would have written me a check if I needed it. I mean, that was those kind of friends. That's awesome. Fine. I'm spoiled. Yeah. A lot of people don't have the kind of friends that I have, but there was old, older guys, older, you know, mm-hmm. friends that like my dad. And it was as scary for him as it was for me because this is, you know, his kid is going out there and, mm-hmm. you know, um, once he separated that, the wisdom just poured right. out. And so we learned at an early age, sit down with people older than you. Yeah. Right. They don't have to have own a business. Yeah. They don't have to be smarter than you. Yeah. They've just been on this earth longer. Yeah. So, so they're, they're going to know more right. and they're going to have more wisdom. Yeah. And so that was key for us is to just get nuggets um, of wisdom from these folks. And you can do it. You know, you look at some – you guys have mentioned some biblical principles, right, where – you guys didn't even know that you were mentioning them, right? Like biblically, you know, the Bible does say, hey, minister to those people who are younger than you, right? Because you guys have the wisdom to share with them. Um, you know, specifically women minister to the to the youth um, and, and, and train them up, raise them up. Um, there's that edification process, right? Um, there's also some other principles, too, of just having that network, um, of, of people who are 
business owners, kind of like what we're doing here, right? We're gathering this wisdom. We're making it centrally located for people to be able to listen to and gain experience for themselves through the experience that you're sharing mm. on this podcast. And I think that that's something that is, you know, tremendously helpful. Um, and, and it's a great resource that I think the community really needs. But going back to what you said, Amy, and, and wanting to do it with no fear, you know, you can't have courage in absence of fear. And I think that that's something that um, with this process, you know, and I've heard you say this all, not all the time, but I've heard you say this a lot in the years that we've known you guys is you can, you can do hard stuff. Mm. Um, you know, Stephanie says it all the time too. It's you can do hard things. You can do scary things. You can do things even when you're fearful, um, you know, and it's, May, may not even be the word the fear may not even be the right word but there's always that caution and that reverence mm -hmm. and it's okay i need to make sure that i'm being diligent sure. um and that could be something that is positive that comes from something that is potentially negative like fear so um guys thank you so much for being on the podcast you guys have so much more information that i know you're really willing to sh itching to share yeah but we've only got so much time so yeah. we'll definitely have you guys on again love to um, yeah. and you know because again when you share your experiences and your wisdom everybody else is going to be able to benefit so from this there's a lot of people who now know okay you can't just go to the bank and get a loan for a franchise um, you know, you're going to have to, you can, if you have money, <laughs> we, we, we didn't, we didn't, um, we didn't have a 401k right. that was worth anything, uh, the to help us. The average person. Yeah. 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 The average 40 year old, uh, may not have enough saved up to go buy, you know, million dollar business. You're, you're never too old to start a business. You can come up with some unconventional financing to open up your dream. You can do things that are scary. Um, you know, the Lord is definitely going to provide. Mm -hmm. And if you guys really do, you know, we're not trying to throw cliches out there, but if you do find something that you are passionate about, you're not going to work a day in your life. And I think it's something that if you find something that you're passionate about, it's going to be easy to go to work mm -hmm. and it's going to be e easier to do those things that you just don't want to do yeah. or when it's hard. Yeah. And it's, you know, you guys are in a position now to where it's like, we can't let this fail because you guys literally put your whole life and you in this pile here and like, this needs to work we just yeah. got to figure it out yeah and so man that's great it's tremendous um there's so many other nuggets but you know we can't recap it all here sure so guys thank you so much we really do appreciate your time mm. and uh and we'll do this again soon absolutely Yay, thank thanks you. thanks for having us